Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cardelia Reed. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I have to tell you that I've been off for about three and a half weeks, which is the longest I've gone other than the, the gap I have between season one and two uh, doing a podcast. And one of the things the Holy Spirit has, was teaching me within that time frame is the ability to have staying power. And staying power just simply means what makes you stay and continue to do the things that you're going to do? Um, how do you stay in whatever you're in for the long term? What prevents you from giving up? And, you know, one of the things I know for sure is that we're in a season where um, a lot of God saints are being called to do a lot of things they have not done before. And with that, it's going to be a lot of transformation. People that do not even know that they have the gifts they have. Uh, transformations through situations of the ones that do have gifts where the enemy is tempting you through things that he kind of did in the past, but he's turning the notch up a lot higher than he ever has before, which is probably the case with me and several other people that I know. And actually, there's no probably it has been the case. And then there are also people that are in the realm of where they want to be, and they're finding themselves being knocked by a lot of outside forces that has them uh, rearranging things in their ministry and how they're doing things and how they're reaching God's people and how they are um, allowing themselves to be used in the body of Christ, they found themselves, you know, usually what happens is that the enemy will knock you or give you a blow, okay? And then God takes that and rearranges it for his purpose. So they're finding themselves, and we're actually, we're all finding ourselves, rearranging ourselves and how we're going to be used in the entire body of Christ. The truth is we're in the body of Christ. But we are being called out to do some things we've never done before, and God is just raising a multitude of people to do things for him so that his voice can be heard throughout all the world. And that is the ultimate goal. But what gives you that staying power for whatever you're trying to do right now in life? What gives you the staying power to say, hey, this is not just about me. It's about a higher belief. It's about something else. What makes you stay in it a lot longer than um, what you've done? Why is it that you are you know you're thinking about giving up you're you're just discouraged or whatever so first of all we do rebuke the spirit of discouragement hopelessness depression anger offensiveness we rebuke those spirits and we bind them in the name of jesus because they have no authority in your life it is very tempting in every situation seems uniquely customized to you and that's because it is the enemy knows what has gotten you in the past and he knows what may needs to be healed from maybe your childhood but it doesn't matter well, all that matters is your mindset and where you're going and how determined you are to get there. So I'm going to start with 2 Corinthians. I'm going to skip around a little bit in 2 Corinthians, but I've got to use Paul as an example for the staying power because he had so much of it. His life was used as a fabulous example. So if you can go to 2 Corinthians 11th chapter, starting at the 15th verse, Paul says, therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. I say again, let no man think me a fool, otherwise, if otherwise, yet as a fool receive me, that I may boast myself a little. That which I speak, I speak if not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly, but foolishly, foolishly in this confidence of boasting, seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. So then he goes down a little bit. He starts talking about bondage on verse 20. 
For ye suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take you of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. I speak as concerning reproach, as though we have been weak. How bet, wherein soever any is bold, I am bold also. Are there Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Now, Paul talks a little bit about himself because he's reminding himself of who he is and what God has given him. And then if you skip all the way down to verse 25, he goes, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I was I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false brothers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Yet... Yet, Paul stayed in the game long enough to accomplish his purpose. You know, one of the things that um, I love that Paul did, if you go all the way down to verse 31, he says, The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. Paul stayed on a mission, even though he had enemies all around him. The question is, how on earth did he do that? And why did he do that? We know that after this experience with Paul, there was a great humility there because he knew what his ultimate goal was. He was called from the, by the Lord Jesus Christ to accomplish his purpose. And yet he was determined to accomplish his purpose. No one ever said it was easy. But I like how Paul started in those first several verses, reminding himself and the people that's reading this, who he is. And he talked about the humility that was there to boast of himself a little. And that's to help people understand who you are and what God has placed in you. That does not change regardless of the outside forces that came against him. And there were many. They were brutal. They were very difficult. They were hard. That did not change his purpose. And that did not change who he is, which is very, 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 very important. Because I talk to people all the time. I see it happen all the time. Whereas a lot of outside circumstances, and this is very common, it's understandable because you're human. A lot of the outside forces and circumstances deter you of your purpose. And also, they make you question and second guess who you truly are. And some of us still don't know that which is why we're still trying to find our purpose. But the point, the problem is, uh, you know, it, sometimes it becomes a problem when you don't know. But the truth is, the fact that you're actually trying to find your purpose is when the enemy still tries to knock you, but he cannot stop you from trying if you're determined to try. So the point that I'm trying to make is that all of these outside forces did not deter Paul away from doing the things that he was supposed to do. You know, even with myself, I would say probably about... Ooh, Eight or nine years ago now, time goes by so fast. Um, I found myself in very similar situations. And obviously I wasn't shipwrecked three times, none of that kind of stuff. But I found myself going around in circles. I found myself having so many outside terrible circumstances. And that lasted for several years. And I could not for any reason understand them. So 
I'm going to tell you that once I actually found out what that was, I'm going to tell you what helped me stay and gain the knowledge that I have now to become who I am. One of the first things that I would have to say is stand for something or fall for anything. That's a very, very, very true statement. Today is Mental Health Day, right? And it's just awareness. And one of the things that, that's very true, if you don't know who you are or where you are going in life, you will fall for anything. It's easier to get out of life. It's easier to get out of the game, so to say, as people speak, than to stay in it and strive a little bit longer if you don't know those things. And so um, we see it happening every day. There's a lot of suicide. The suicide rate is higher now than it's ever been. And there, the mental health uh, issue is worse now than ever too. So you wonder what's going on there. Uh, so next to that, it's good to know that there is a bigger purpose. Um, God's purpose is always higher than our pain. Always higher. It is a very hard statement to make and a very tough pill to swallow. But when we say that we trust God and that's where we are placing our faith, we have to believe that there's a bigger purpose that he has for our lives. Remember, everything he does is good. Okay, It does not feel good. It never says it's going to feel good at the moment. But I know, when I think about everything that I've gone through that were incredibly difficult and that hurt so much, the ultimate outcome of me turning around and confident somebody else that was going through it or seeing the Holy Spirit work a miracle and turn things around so that it worked best for not just me but everybody in the situation, it was so highly worth it. And, you know, sometimes people will go back and say, well, what about, you know, when they grieve or lose a loved one or something like that? And these are reality situations. Well, even in that, there's a way of finding that there's a bigger purpose and there's a true way of determining and finding out who you are. And you hear so many stories on the news. I think just recently there was a lady that um, her son passed away and she donated her son's heart to another lady that actually needed it. And because of that, those two ladies became very well acquainted with each other. Well, had her son had not passed away, which is very, very hurtful, she would not have known that lady. And I'm going to bet that going forward, there's even a bigger purpose for them being united. Okay? Because you never know what the two of them can do that will help benefit others and so on and so forth. So the point that I'm trying to make is that understand that there's always a bigger purpose. There's always, a, when you believe in Christ and you know that Christ is using you, there is a bigger purpose for what you are going through. Uh, and, you know, some people ask, how is it that you uh, know these things? Well, you have to always seek spiritual knowledge and wisdom. I, I, once, I think I just recently heard someone say the Bible serves our blueprint. You know, and even if you don't know, you don't have to know the Bible. I don't know the Bible backwards and forth. I know stories. I know situations. I understand things that were going on in the Bible. But when you have and you understand what's in you, he's going to guide you to where you should go in the Bible. Now, that takes a certain level of faith. But if you truly know there's a bigger plan, and sometimes we're so hurt and we're on ground zero, sometimes it's negative. I mean, we don't have our finances are hurt. We've lost our loved ones. We've gone through a divorce. I mean, we're literally in the negatives of everything in life. We have nothing but our faith left. And sometimes you just have to get to that point to hear what's inside of you. That is not a likely circumstance. And I, and I really hate when that happens. But sometimes we have to be transformed by those very troubling situations. Um, 
this reminds me i i once knew a lady um i was into selling cosmetics at one point in my life and there was this lady that was um she was like a director in the organization of where i was selling cosmetics and she just had everything together she had a great corporate job she was a director in this cosmetic company and for me at that time that looked so appealing i, I thought oh she must be making really good money and you know when you're in your 20s that's all you think about you you want to just really affirm your identity with a title and a job in, in financial. And that's all I knew because it's all that was around me. And so I thought she had it going on. And she seemed like she was just so well put together. Well, fast forward probably about, uh, I want to say five years, I kind of dropped out of the cosmetic thing because I felt like it just wasn't me. I wasn't really the salesperson or what have you. But um, five years, I came back to a meeting that they had and there was a lady that kind of looked like her because I was wondering where she was. I had gotten out of touch with her, but I wasn't sure it was her. Well, lo and behold, she walked up to the microphone and asked someone a question on stage. And she said her name. And sure enough, that was her. She had lost probably about 30 to 40 pounds. She was unrecognizable. Her eyes were just almost bloodshot red. And they were protruding out of her eye sockets. And I'm saying this to help you understand the true nature of her situation. I did not recognize this person. It was, to me, it looked very concerning. So, you know, I recognized it was her. I said, well, I, I should go up and talk to her because I haven't talked to her in five years and I worked with her. I went up and talked to her and she told me that um, she had just had a very difficult time in her life in the last two years. She told me her husband divorced her. She lost her mom. And I think her brother passed away. And she also lost her job. And I said, oh, my gosh, you know, I, you don't know how these kinds of things are going to affect you until it happens. And she looked like she had been so stressed out. So at that time, she was looking for a job. She was thinking about um, coming back to doing whatever she was doing before. But she she was looking like there was just no kind of purpose left. And she was trying to figure it all out because her purpose had been tied to her titles of what she was doing at the time, five years ago. But when all of that was taken away from her, she didn't find, she could not find, figure out who she was. Now, I wasn't nearly as spiritual then as I was now. I was probably more religious then than anything. And all I could tell was that, you know, I, I hope and pray things go well for you. But when I go back and think about that, I think about how that situation represents a lot of us in life. Which brings me to my number two. Know who you are in the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I, um, when we're going through these troubling situations, such as what she went through, and I've, I've been through some very difficult times in myself in life where I didn't understand things. Um, you know, they were not all at once within a year and a half, like yeah, I think hers was. But either way, I still went through those difficult times, as you have and, you know, people that have. But I remember thinking... You know, I don't like this phrase, but I remember thinking, has God forgotten about me? And, and it may not have been the exact thought, but it was something very similar. It, I think I was thinking, this is whatever I'm believing God for is just not going to happen. He said no. That's exactly what I was thinking. He said no. And I just thought it was not going to happen. And God was just not going to give me the desires of my heart because that was not his will. Now, I want you to understand that is a religious mentality. It really pleases God to give gives us the desires of our heart. It says so in the Bible. It truly pleases in that. 
And, you know, I, I, certain things I did not understand how the Holy Spirit operated because I wasn't carrying him around in my heart. I wasn't walking with him and talking with him and, and understanding the things that the Holy Spirit understand. And I wasn't really knowing exactly what my will was because I thought my will was tied to titles and money. And those are very empty things. So um, I just didn't know the fulfillment that I could get from spirituality. So just recently, um, I had a very similar situation where I was saying, you know, asking God when, when, and it's like, God, is this not going to happen? Certain things not going to happen. And this was in my season of being tested by um, things that, you know, God wants me to be stronger. He wants to create more healing and he filters things out in our lives that may need to come up. And he does that through circumstances that unfortunately the enemy can try to bring on, but God turns it around for his good. And so one of the things the Holy Spirit started by asking, telling me was, don't forget who you are. He said, don't forget who I made you to be. Don't forget what I have placed in you. That is more important than anything you could ever desire. It is so important to understand who you are in Christ. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I recently had a hit so hard from the enemy. I told my husband, I equated to Rocky. Uh, you know, you've watched the Rocky movies where towards the end of the uh, the fight, he gets hit really hard and you think he's just not coming up. The enemy hit me really, really hard and it hurt really, really bad. And um, and the outcome of this is going to be the, the biggest testimony in and of itself. I know that and I believe it. But the Holy Spirit said, don't forget who you are. And when I came up and started coming up from what the enemy had knocked me out of, I truly saw the enemy for what he was trying to do in those circumstances. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you believe in. There are going to be some things in life that just extenuately hurt you. They hurt you so bad, sometimes it knocks out the common sense that the Holy Spirit has given you, right? So what gave me that staying power of getting up? And that's knowing what's in me, knowing the Holy Spirit is in me. He's saying, don't forget who you are. Get up and believe who you are. And show the enemy that I am with you and he cannot touch you because of who I am. I bear the marks of the lamb in my body. That's exactly what the enemy is highly afraid of. He cannot touch that with a 10 foot pole. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what gives you staying power when you have nothing else. When you have no one else. No one else can understand your hurt unless it's you, right? I don't expect anyone to jump in my body and feel the hurt that I feel. They, you can talk to them about it, but they can't truly understand it because the enemy has customized that situation so clearly for you that you almost go into a cocoon because you and you feel like I can't get out. And that's exactly how I felt. One of the things that I talked to a, a prophetic friend and she said to me, she said, Cordelia, now you know, uh, this is why the Bible says my people perish because they lack knowledge. She said, one of the first things I'm going to tell you to do, because there's this spirit, and I talk about the spirit of Jezebel, there's this spirit of Jezebel that feels like it has the right to be around you in your life. And um, she said, that spirit, somewhere down the line, and you and your husband have got to both do this, you've got to tell that, you've got to repent and tell that spirit it is not welcome. And, you know, it's interesting because I thought I had, you know, done a lot of that before. I had done everything but repented. And I did not do it with my husband. I had no idea I was supposed to do that or that will help. And she said, how do you know when it goes away is that when it tries to come back, it will not touch you nearly as bad. I said, well, right now I will do everything that it takes. Because remember, the spirit of Jezebel got Elijah down. She depressed Elijah, well, Jezebel herself, 
depressed Elijah. And I'm going to tell you that the temptation to be depressed in my situation was very, 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 very strong. And I never get like that. So it, you know it had to be a hard hit. But it doesn't matter. I did not stay down just as Rocky did not. I am back up. Uh, sometimes you can feel a little bruised and bat battered in your spirit, but that's okay because that's why the Holy Spirit creates healing. And that's why I'm standing here talking to you right now and telling you that this is what staying power is. Knowing who you are and what you have in you is very, 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 very important. The third thing is giving up is not an option. Okay? You know, um, it's interesting because you see a lot of people that just walk away and give up. I mean, think about it. I don't, it's not one time when I read this about Paul that he said, he said after the first beat that he had to get up and give up and go back. He, that never happened. He said three times he was beaten. A lot of us, after the first time we were half beaten, we say, forget it. I don't want any more of this. I got to go back. And that's understandable, but it's not acceptable. That is not an option in Christ. It's just not an option. When I was growing up one time, I think I, I was really young, probably about eight, nine years old. We had a, um, our back door there was a mouse that came in through the back door and it just kind of scared everybody in the house right it was a mouse in the kitchen because the back door was right at the kitchen so my mom the next day she noticed that my brother was the one that came that came into the back door had the door open too long the mouse came in with him she was getting ready for work that next morning and it was about three of us in the house it was me my brother at the time and my sister she said you know what she turned around before she left out the door and said i want this mouse out of my house by the time I get home from work. And we knew because of who she was that she meant what she said. And we did not want to deal with the consequences of what would happen had we not done it. So when she, the second she left out the door, we got busy getting the mouse out of the house. Now, here's the thing. Letting the mouse stay in the house was not an option. I'm going to tell you why. Because we were so trained at that time in our lives that she had done such an exceptional job training these little kids to say, if I say I do this, that means do it. So it was in us to do exactly what she said do. Okay, Giving up and saying, you know what? I don't know who she thinks she is, but we cannot catch this mouse. It's not going to... She's going to have to get it herself. No, that wasn't how it went because we had such a profound respect of who she was and, who she, and what she represented in our household. Same thing with this situation and what you're dealing with and who the Holy Spirit is and who God is. It's the same exact thing. Giving up is not an option because we use the word to guide us and lead us and tell us what to do, how to do it. And also then you have the Holy Spirit in you to tell you when, when to do it. So you have so many instructions, so many examples. And then you've seen because your faith is constantly being built up. You've seen and you believe not only the miracles that occurred in the Bible, but you believe the miracles that God is doing today. So giving up is never an option. We have so much profound respect and love and joy and praise just to be a part of the body of Christ, just to have the Holy Spirit in us. It's just a, a privilege and an honor to have that. Giving up on whatever we have to go through is never an option. This is why at the end of that verse, Paul was still able to say, I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone hungry without food. I have been cold, cold and naked. He was just saying, hey, I've been through so much over and over and over again. He never stopped and said, I've had enough. I told Jesus Christ, I cannot do this anymore. Not once will you ever read anything like that in the Bible, especially from Paul. Because you better believe that he just did what he needed to do because he knew there was a higher purpose. He knew what was in him. Okay, who was fighting the battle actually for him, right? 
even though he was feeling those effects physically, but that didn't stop who he was because he knew he was going to accomplish his purpose. So giving up is not an option. Number four, this is just me, so to speak. I like to do what I do. I like to stay in this um, ministry. I like to stay in um, issues that I'm going through. I don't enjoy them at all. It doesn't feel good. I've lost a lot of sleep. Um, I think for two weeks, I lost a lot of sleep. And it wasn't because I was up worrying. I was up praying and conversing and talking with the Holy Spirit, trying to get directions, trying to understand what to do. Uh, and sometimes you just got to sit and receive. So sometimes I just sat and received two or three o'clock in the morning um, in my room. You could hear some speaking in tongues. You may hear silence. Either way, my eyes are wide open. <laughs> and those are good warfare times. And that's between the hours of one and five o'clock a.m. I like for my pharaohs, my Nebuchadnezzars, I like to see them astounded. Remember, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stayed and they got in the fire. And I'm sure they were scared. I'm sure they were frightened. But they knew that getting given up or giving into Nebuchadnezzar was not an option. But when Nebuchadnezzar jumped to his feet, that's astounding. It's astounding to everybody in that situation. That's what I stay in it for because I love miracles. I believe in miracles and I know they still happen. This is what gives me that staying power. On top of that, I always need to refurbish my agape love. And God places us in situations to help us to love and be peacemakers and be the people who he created us to be. Sometimes you have to walk through the door and be the only example of Jesus that people will ever see. If you are too knocked up and banged up by situations in life to even be that example, who can you help? Not even yourself, right? Because you don't know who you are at the time. And that's okay. Sometimes we got to go back and reset and find out who we are. Even if you got to do it during those warfare times, find out who you are and what God has placed in you to give you that staying power. Staying power is not easy by any means. There are people leaving this life every day because they are not aware of the bigger purpose that they have and they don't know who they are. So giving up becomes easy for them. And that's not, that's a reality. That is a reality. And someone's losing loved ones because of that. But once we have these things, we can be the ones to help prevent that. We can be the ones to help other people that go through these things. We can be the ones that help to give other people that staying power by helping them. And helping them understand who Christ is and who Christ is in their lives and who they are in the body of Christ and so on and so forth. So thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And I, I speak many great things over your life and declare it and believe it in the name of Jesus that you will have the staying power to stay in situations that you're in. That you will have the staying power of realizing why you're there and who God has made you to be. You are such a great, strong warrior. You are such a beautiful person that Christ has designed. And you will always be that person. No one can take away from you what God has given you except you. No one can. No circumstances or situations can take that away, whether you're in prison or outside the prison. It does not matter. Nothing can take away who you are and what God has made you to be. That, my dear, is your staying power. Okay, that's my time. I was a little long-winded on this one, but that's okay. I love this message. Uh, love at Cardelia.com, C-A-R-D-E-L-I-A. You can reach me on podcast.cardelia.com. Tune in, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. I'm on all those. Just put my name into the search box. If you like it, leave me a review. I'd love to have that. Share it with others. 
you can never share enough of the word of, of the word of Christ. And I, I, I tune into a lot of people myself on Twitter, um, and podcasts, what have you. I just, I love that YouTube. That is my favorite also. So, um, remember if nothing else, Jesus loves you. And so do I, and I look forward to having you next time. Bye-bye.